Gentlemen, we went over the rules in the dressing room. I want to caution to keep this fight clean at all times, and what I say you must obey. Live from the WKOM studio in downtown Columbia, it's time to wake up and get woke. It's three dudes with a view. Let's get it all! He's bound to die, loaded up and trucking. Are we going to do what they say can't be done? We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm eastbound up, watch old bandit run. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Three Dudes with a View. I'm Clayton Harris, filling in for Delk Kennedy. And joined, as always, by dude number one, Mr. Jim York. Good morning, Mr. York. Good morning, uh, Clayton. What's wrong with Delk, man? He can't can't get out the doldrums, huh? Yeah, he's... Uh, Delk, Delk, hopefully, will be back with us uh, here in the next few days. So, uh, you know, he's just uh, taking a few days off, Mr. York. Yeah, okay. Well, he's not sick, huh? Or is he sick? Uh, he's, uh, you know, I think he's, he's not far- feeling well. Yeah, you know, so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, that happens when you get his age. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's, uh, we we were talking to him yesterday, and he's yeah. he, he's doing well, so. Yeah. Uh, usually, we're joined on Tuesdays by special guest Ron Hart. Ron may join us later in the program. He said he will join us tomorrow. So uh, uh, if he does join us later on, though, we will definitely get with him. I tell you, Mr. York, uh, I don't know if you've seen this hurricane. They're saying this thing could be devastating to catastrophic. I mean, they're saying this could be the Tampa, the city's biggest storm in a century. I mean, this Yeah, and it's covering such a wide area, man. I mean, all of that panhandle area from Tampa right on up to Pensacola. Right, uh, pretty much. Right now, Cuba is getting the worst of it, but this thing's going to continue to build uh, until it makes landfall in the U.S. Sometime probably uh, tomorrow night is what they're thinking. About eight p.m. on Wednesday. Yeah, uh, they're saying right now it's a Category Three. Should be a Category Four by the time it hits uh, the Tampa area. And to kind of give you a comparison, uh, Katrina was a category four it wasn't even a category five it was a category four um so now again tampa is not what eight feet below sea level and stuff like that it's not like it's it's three feet above yeah it's only it's only three feet above and they were and i i heard on the news that they were talking about a possible eight foot storm surge yeah so that would put you know you know if you do the simple math five feet of water uh coming into the town or coming into the city uh that could be uh, five feet of water is a lot of water. <laughs> it's a lot of water. Yeah. Yeah. And that, uh, you know, according to the weather, uh, folks, that there's more heat that's building that thing with more power. You know, when it when you got a lot of heat coming up down in that area, it, hurricanes gain power, and that's, that's how they wind velocity yeah. increases and all that stuff, you know? Well, and, and, and this is the high season for four hurricanes so yeah yeah late summer fall august uh, to december yeah, yeah are the high seasons and we're getting you know we're seeing we're seeing why it's called that <laughs> and you yeah. never know this thing could shift 
I mean, that's yeah. happened with these other hurricanes in the past. I mean, right now it's saying it's going to head to it's heading towards Tampa, but it could shift. I yeah. mean, you just don't know. You just don't know how this thing's going to going to turn yeah, out. Yeah, would, would they say just a two degree shift would uh, you know move it up? Into the Pensac- more into the Pensacola, Pensacola area, Mobile area, area. Mobile area, and stuff like that. And it would be a, a lot more of effect, the after effects hitting uh, Middle Tennessee. Oh, much, correct. Much, oh, uh, absolutely. You know, by the time it got up here. So, uh, you know, we're, we're, you know, we're watching it pretty close just to see what, what it's going to – right now, projections are it's going to be more in East Tennessee. But, uh, like you said, just a 2% shift would, would change it completely. Yeah, it's going to drop a lot of water, that's for sure. You know, those low-lying areas, and I'm hoping it doesn't go toward my home state. <laughs> no, I Because we have no barrier whatsoever. You know, the shorelines washing away every year in Louisiana. Well, I, I believe me, I know Louisiana's been, been through a lot. And speaking of shifting and uh, just 2% and this and that, you heard on the news before the uh, show this morning, NASA conducted a test last night where they hit an asteroid to try to knock it off its uh, trajectory or path that it's on. Uh, it'll take a while to figure out whether or not that it whether or not it worked. Obviously, when it crashed into it, all transmission and everything was lost. But still, it's good that we're working on something like that in case. Uh, well, didn't they didn't they ask Bruce Willis how to do it? Bruce Willis. <laughs> Flew, oh, I, 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 Bruce Willis flew onto an asteroid, and then then drilled a, a into bomb. an asteroid. Yeah, did a bomb. And, and and yeah. A new, yeah, I mean, come on. I mean, a, he showed him how to do it a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it, yeah. I, I think that that's a bunk. I don't think we can change much much trajectory of a, a asteroid. You know, I don't care what kind of. You'd have to use it. A super super atomic weapon. I, I still don't think it'll change its course. Yeah, I mean, three hundred fifty. Did I hear was it three hundred fifty billion dollar? Uh, is it the three hundred fifty billion? I'm, I'm assuming it's three hundred fifty billion, not million. Um, but yeah, I mean, they they basically hit this thing at a high rate of speed, and I mean, and this thing is a is a is an asteroid. Is you know, and Tom, uh, Tom was talking about it on his news. Uh, this, this is an asteroid that's you know it's been in orbit for you know forever and no 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 threat to earth whatsoever it was just one that was picked out that nasa was going to test this that's called the dart system uh so we'll see yeah, when, we'll see if it works start, yeah when you start messing with the heavenly bodies i suspect that's the wrong direction to go into i, I agree because you don't know what if it does move it i mean what other domino yeah. effect could it have but no i understand what you're saying mr york and the galaxy is out there for our viewing and exploration but when you start trying to change its course and and mess with it something's a, you remember the tower of babel <laughs> that's true that's true well uh you know mr york uh Anything in particular you want to discuss this morning? I know we got a lot going on in the world of politics. Um, you know, it's kind of the same old stuff. Uh, nothing, nothing out there that's really 
you know n- new or new i mean obviously what's going on in russia is crazy you got uh people fleeing russia now that are you know, men potentially being called up in the reserves that don't want anything to do with this war and putin uh so that that's 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 something that's you know that's happening Kishma. yeah yeah that's that's a big issue uh for russia because they're not they're not whooping up on Ukraine like they thought they would, and and now they had to call up what three hundred thousand more troops, and and the folks say we're not fighting. Correct. They're leaving. They are. They are. They are. They are arresting folks and beating them up and all kind of stuff, you know. But hey, it's kind of like during the seventies when the war in Vietnam, you know, uh, folks said, "Well, we're not going. We're going to Canada." So. They got a big problem uh, if they're going to continue. They need to just bow out gracefully and have some kind of peace agreement and, and go back home, you know? Yeah, but is there a way Is there a way for him to bow out gracefully at this point? Well, that type of dictator, uh, that attitude, that arrogance, he, he won't do it. He won't do it. Yeah, and, and you know, there's reports, too, that he is sick, so... Yeah, you know, like so. So I mean, it'll it, it'll be interesting. Well, it depends on how you determine how you define sick. There. Physically sick, yes. <laughs> Mentally sick too. I was gonna say. <laughs> There's a lot of people said he's cases. been nuts for a while. <laughs> yeah, he got both cases, but uh, he's he he just started out doing the wrong thing in this in this world that's very collected and uh, trying to destroy Ukraine and and. Well, you know, I, I, I kind of feel like we did the same thing to Iraq. Uh, we went in there and had shock and awe, and he's doing the same thing with Ukraine, but but for a different motive, I guess, to acquire uh, territory. And and a lot of those people are fleeing. They're not, you know, then having a vote in a new territory you acquired to say this is my territory and put police in your house to make you go vote that's that's ridiculous yeah i mean it, I, you're right the difference between what he's doing and what we did in iraq is that he's trying to expand his borders yeah um while we were in iraq i think people are still trying to figure that out other than it goes back to the first bush not finishing the job with saddam in the early 90s and and dick cheney and W having something to pick uh, with Saddam Hussein, but yeah, uh, Iraq had absolutely nothing to do with nine eleven. There were no weapons of mass destruction, and um, it was just uh, it's just terrible. Yeah, but Russia finds that the world has collected itself against him, you know, and that and that's a big problem. NATO is very very uh, together and. He's made these. I, I don't think he's going to try to drop a nuclear weapon in the Ukraine area because that's going to set off all kind of things going on around the world. Uh, but he made the bluff, you know, and, and he might find that his bluff's going to get called, you know? It'll be interesting. Um, you know, like I said, we, we talked about he, he's sick. And uh, when people are sick or they feel like they're getting cornered, they're in desperate situations, they'll do anything. I think that's more of a concern, you know, at least from my perspective, is yes. you know, he's cornered. Correct. He, he's in a spot now where he either has to accelerate, <clears throat> excuse me, accelerate this war and win it, or if he backs down, now he has to admit 
that he was he poorly planned and wrong for doing this and i just don't see his well, it ego. doesn't i don't see his ego letting him do that i mean everybody around the world's looking at russia right now saying really that's yeah. all you got Wow. Yeah, uh, you're, you're you're not the you're not the world power that you wanted everybody to believe. Yeah, here's here's this 80s, here's this you know? small semi third. You know, I don't know if they're actually a third world country, but they're a small country. You know, comparatively, they have, ton, they have tons of nukes, and, that, and that's the big thing. They have tons of nukes. I mean, yeah, that's, but but here's you know Ukraine standing up to the big bad Russia and actually being relatively successful in in that in that uh, stand, you know standing up to them, and that does not does not show well uh for the uh for the russian uh, army or for putin and his leadership well putin thought that nato was going to be abandoned and that that's where he made calculated the wrong uh, outcome he felt like nato had been weakened and it wasn't going to come together and joe biden immediately when he got in office, he, he started talking to people as he has all his life to try to bring folks together. And that, and that brought NATO together even stronger. He even had Sweden and Finland making applications to join NATO now. So his calculation about NATO being weak uh, was wrong. And, and now they're all supporting Ukraine to try to defeat him. And he's out there, like you say, on that limb, sawing it. Uh, and and it's going to fall sooner or later. Well, it will. And, uh, you know, it, it, it'll it be interesting to see how, how this all plays out here in the coming weeks and months. But we are up against our first break. We'll be back in just a few minutes. You'll listen to Three Dudes with a View. Parks Motor Sales in Columbia has a large assortment of quality new and pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs, a trusted sales staff, and financing plans that fit any budget. Visit Parks once and you'll quickly discover why people all over Middle Tennessee have been buying vehicles there for more than 60 years. And factory-certified technicians can service and repair your vehicle as long as you own it. Go to ParksMotorSales.com or stop by the lot at 919 Nashville Highway and take a test drive today. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. By now, you all know about Don, our service truck guy. Well, let me tell you about another member of our service team, and that's Mike Ashley. He's the guy you'll talk to when you call the office. Just call and talk to Mike one time at 931-540-0919, and you'll see why we're lucky to have him here at the Garbage Man. Thanks, Mike, for all you do to keep the Garbage Man first in service. That's 931-540-0919. 
American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Serving Murray County for 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has provided the highest quality jewelry at the very best prices. They work hard to make their customers happy, and it's paid off. Their customers keep going back. Quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. We offer jewelry loans up to $4,500, and we will buy your gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still the same. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. We're going to do what they say can't be done. We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm eastbound up. Watch our bandit run. And welcome back to Three Dudes with a View. I'm Clayton Harris filling in for Del Kennedy. And joined, as always, by dude number one, Mr. Jim York. Good morning, Mr. York. Good morning, Clayton. Good morning, everybody, listening audience. And also joining us uh, this morning uh, on the board, Mr. or Coach Michael Lyle. How's it going, Coach? Good morning, everybody. So, uh, Mr. York, uh, we're going to let you uh, kind of dictate what we talk about this morning. So if you uh, got anything you want to want to talk about or anything out there in the world of politics or news that you think we should cover... Go right ahead. Well, the only thing that's coming up, you know, January 6th committee is having another session tomorrow. So I don't know what what new stuff we're going to find out about what was going on, but uh, that seems to be in the world. Uh, You know, we talked about last week broadband and uh, Tennessee expanding that. So so that's good. Try to give people more access to the Internet. So. Yes, you know a lot of stuff going on around the around the country. There's several, you know, oh, even over in Russia, there was a a shooting, which is kind of strange. Uh, several people were killed in in that area. Was that a school yeah. shooting? Yeah, yeah a school yeah. shooting. Yeah, yeah, I saw. Uh, they uh, I heard heard it on the radio yesterday. They were deeming it as an act of terrorism, and yeah, as it probably should be. So, yeah. Just 
why people think that is a way of getting legitimate solving attention. Yeah, yeah, solving a problem or getting legitimate attention, I have yet to figure out. That's it. Well, th- uh, well think about it, though. It's kind of an easy target. You know, it's a no-gun yeah. zone, so no- oh, yeah. nobody's going to be there with a gun except maybe an SRO officer. So yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm. You, oh, it's you know an what easy, I mean? it's, it's an easy hit, uh, you know. But you, that's the one, the one way to raise the ire of any population is to attack its kids. Yeah, I mean, and, and in, instead of getting support for something or you know, or bringing attention to something, all you all you've done is tick off, really, really upset a lot of people. Uh, not only the ones that are directly affected, but but the surrounding, you know, the, the surrounding people that that see it is just just a horrible situation. Well, I, I tell you, I know a lot of schools now, and, and I mean, this is obviously a smart idea. They all they're locked twenty four seven. They are locked. Uh, you have to show identification. You have to uh, basically ring into the office, uh, and then. Again, they, you, you have to show identification or anything before they'll even let you in the building. So I know yeah. that's uh, that's that's here locally and a lot of other places, but um, it's just yeah. I mean, it, it, it's it, you know Texas is they they are allowing teachers who want to arm themselves to go through training. You know, it's just like uh, pilots. You know, some mm-hmm. pilots uh, are secretly armed, which. I'll be honest, after 9-11, I kind of like, it makes me feel better when I get on a plane knowing that there is a U.S. Marshal or possibly an airline pilot that has, you know, a a service weapon on them, so. Is that still happening, Clayton? They still got Marshals on planes? Uh I don't know about it. Not every, not every. (laughs) It wouldn't be secret if we knew about it. Yeah, not every (laughs) single flight. But I there, was one, there, are, I was there just, is an armed official in every flight, though. Is my I, I was just wondering if that that was still in play, you know, because uh, I did a lot of plane fights, and I don't remember seeing one. Of course, like you say, Mike, it it was concealed, so he wasn't going to advertise. Hey, I'm the marshal on this flight, right. boys. <laughs> well, I'll put it to you this way, Mister York. I don't ever remember them saying that they weren't doing it anymore. Although, mm-hmm. I think a lot of the pilots do carry so mm-hmm. which is okay uh, again yeah. if you trust them enough to fly you from one destination to another with your life in their hands literally mm-hmm. i don't mind them holding the gun. In, in the same way with our educators you know you're you're entrusting them to and, and again i'm not saying they should be forced to or anything like that but if they were, were to choose that they wanted to if there was a program for that i i you know I, i'm not i'm not opposed to it you I'm know. a little leery about that, though, Clayton. That that's 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 gone a little too far for me because all it takes is one mishap and someone shoots a kid, and man, Katie bar the door. I mean, you know, yeah. I, I I believe they ought to have trained professionals in the school, and that's why I voted when I was on the school board for SROs. But it was to protect folks outside coming in, and SROs kind of changed that. Now they they arresting kids, and that puts a whole new ball game in, into play. But, well, honestly, as a, as a former teacher, the, the thing that worries me is not so much my interaction with the kids or my act, if I'm armed, accidentally, uh, you know, hurting a, a, a student or something like that, but is if there is an active shooter situation, when the police breach that building, 
uh they are looking for an a you know a, an adult or with a gun with a gun and they're not going to wait to see your id you know uh that that's the part that worries me a little bit because yeah. they're they're as amped up as anybody you know their adrenaline's oh, yeah. going and they're nervous and they're you know scared to to an extent and they see an adult with a weapon they're going to turn and go you know they're going to turn and shoot and yeah and uh, then if you got shots coming from different directions right Mike, know, the crossfire who's shooting who you yeah know? And, and that's that's the that's the only thing now as far as me like I said, me shooting student. If I'm properly trained in how to handle that weapon in a school situation, uh, yeah, okay. I, I, I'm like you, James. I, I have some reservations about it, but at the same time, I'm starting to see more and more of a of a of a need to have something a little bit more than the SRO by himself. Well, I mean, yeah. well, and, and, and I don't know what that answer is yet, want, other than other than the teachers themselves being able to defend themselves. You want way. more that, good guys with guns than bad guys. Yeah. Then uh, hire more SROs. <laughs> see, I, but, I mean, but that well, may not be that may not be possible in some school I, districts, but with their budgeting and everything else. I mean, but but you know, everybody's having a hiring problem right now. You know, SROs aren't going to be any different. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's a it's a complex situation when I look at it. Uh, you know, and like I said, I I feel a little remorse because when we put SROs in schools to protect the outside from from the students, and and we wind up now time a kid acts up, man, he's down on the ground and handcuffed, and 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 I think of the trauma that that kid. We were talking about that yesterday. The trauma that that folks I, I agree I, my experience trauma. though my experience in the schools have been just uh, actually my experience with the sros in tense situations like that have been just the opposite mm-hmm. i have seen the sros handle it with calmness i have seen them handle it very subtly uh you know the only time that i've ever really seen one you know get physical very very physical with somebody was the kid was completely thrashing and out of control was just you know had to be tackled and had to be taken down most of the time uh i I can count on several times where the sro just kind of eased over made his presence known hey boys let's let's uh let's keep on moving let's talk let's talk about this later if you need to come talk to me let's let's handle it this way uh i i did not you know i can count literally on one or you know, just one or two instances in over thirty years of teaching, mm-hmm. uh, where an SRO literally had to go in and knock a kid down. Yeah, and that's that's being well trained, and that's good, Mike, yeah. uh, to, to know that. But like I say, every now and then you're gonna have one kid that's gonna be out of control. That you do have to use some un, un, unnecessary force to try to get them under control. But but uh, I, I still have a problem when when they're taking kids, uh, you know, in other areas in the first second grade putting handcuffs on them and stuff like that i think if you're an adult you ought to be able to handle a kid that's at least to junior high yeah school, i mean if, if, i'm telling i'm telling you right now if, the, if there are first and second graders getting handcuffed i want to know about yeah that. i want i want to know about that because that that is front page i mean mr yorker are you serious I'm serious in other areas, you know. In other areas, yeah. okay, yeah. okay, yeah. not other, in our, not okay. in our district. Uh, okay. You know, hopefully we don't have that. <laughs> yeah, happen, uh, I mean, know? yeah, I mean, that, about to say that that is that would truly be terrible if yeah. that. Yeah, that that, that is that is traumatic for a yeah. person. Yeah. I mean, that's terrible, and and that's a shame that, that that's happening somewhere, uh, you know, anywhere. So. Mm-hmm. 
yeah. And the thing is that if they're well trained, like Mike says, they shouldn't have to do any of that, except in in, in minor minor circumstances. But overall, SROs are, ought to have the good skills to be an SRO first of all, or, or they shouldn't be there. And th- and then you know you're gonna have little things happen. You have to look at. I look at it as if I was a parent to the kid, you know, and and try to resolve it the best you can. Uh, hopefully, it, it won't escalate. Right, right. No, I I completely agree. Uh, and I just got confirmation that our SRO officers here in Murray County do not arrest first or second graders. Just to <laughs> officially, <laughs> just that's to, nice to know. Yeah, yeah. good <laughs> yeah. to know. That's good to know. <laughs> Uh, Mr. York, I did have somebody uh, send me a message, though. They wanted to get your opinion on this. Uh, Yesterday, the Atlanta Braves visited Washington, D.C., and the White House uh, for their World Series that they won last year. And Mm -hmm. they were meeting with the president. And uh, after, I believe it was after the the visit, uh, the White House press secretary was getting questioned about the whole mascot deal. Uh, and she had mentioned that there needs to be a conversation uh, about it uh, to possibly change it. Uh, what, are, what are your thoughts on uh, on the Atlanta Braves and and uh, a possible name change? Uh, well, before? you know, this country has been through two hundred and forty some years of of, of absolute change, and, and I think uh, I agree with the press secretary, just like. Uh, the commanders changed their name uh, up in Washington, and I think the Atlanta Braves ought to have a discussion, and and they ought to uh, be realistic about our time. You know, it, things change. There's it's a new day, and sometimes I don't care how bad you want to keep it the same. Sometimes it's necessary to make that change. So I think a good conversation about looking at the name of sports teams or anything that that's not realistic uh, to, to be discussed and, and looked at in, 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 in a new way, not, not in the old way, not 1950, 1923, 1910. You know, it, it's a new day to respect people, to respect ethnic groups, whatever they, they contribute to this country, and, and make sure uh, that you're respected and, and you give respect. Yeah. You know, I see what you're saying, Mr. York, but, you know, I, I just don't, again, are, are we going to get, it's like anybody can get offended by anything when they want to be offended. They can Anybody can say I'm offended or that offends me or that word offends me. I don't understand what, just like with the Cleveland Indians, like I, I don't, well, I, I, I do not understand. You, you were talking about the winds of change and stuff like that, just locally here, uh, Kalioka, Used to be called the Blue Devils, and there was a and then, push. And then they and there don't. was a push because it was too demonic. It was too, <laughs> you know, it, it, it was it was too, you know, stressing something that was not a good situation. So they looked around and decided to honor the tribe, the, the Indian tribes that they're. And Kalioka is the Indian word that means Sweetwater. Yeah, and, and so yeah. they, uh, so they said, okay, we'll we'll. We'll honor these and, and be, you know, make them our our mascot, our our figure, a warrior, you know, and, and so they they do that. Now it's it's swinging, you know. It, I mean, how, how, you know, again, you can you can offend anybody with just about anything. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, you know, is the uh, 
Are the Kansas yeah, yeah, Chiefs? Are the, are the animal rights actors going to get mad because we call people tigers and lions? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> oh, I'm sure at some point in time they will. Yeah, I mean, it's, um, you know, I, I think we're getting a little too hypersensitive now. I can see where they might change the portrayal of a of a mascot. You know, where it's not so much so cartoonish, and then and, and portray it a little bit better that way. That might be the better answer or better change but uh i don't know i to me uh teams name themselves a lot of times in honor i was about to say of something i think it's not in not in ridicule yeah i mean i i don't i don't i don't disagree with you i mean it's again the fact that the fact that this is even a if everything like, like somebody just said with everything going on in the world the fact that this is even an issue at a national level, which this all started, you know, about a decade ago with the name changing or the the push for the name changing. Um, again, it's just part of cancel culture, and at some point, you, enough's got to be enough. You know what not, I mean? Not really, Clayton. I mean, it's it's respecting an ethnic group in this country that that is way overdue respect. What well, what group? What group is the Braves uh, representing? The Braves refer to Native Americans. And what is so offensive about Braves? Well, we have to ask them. That's why we need a conversation. Yeah. See, again, I, I think I think it's a bunch of white liberals. And people who aren't uh, Indians or uh, Native Americans, who are the ones who are offended more than anything? That, that's my opinion. I think I, I don't. I don't see any Native Americans out in the media saying, "I demand that the Kansas City Chiefs change their name," or "I demand that the Atlanta Braves." I just see a bunch of white liberals on television saying, "Yeah, we need to change that because it it probably offends somebody." Well, nobody said change it just yet. They say have a. I understand. They say have a discussion about. In- Indians it, you know? are gone. The Cleveland Indians are officially gone. The Washington gone. Redskins okay. are well, gone. Yep. Yeah, they're gone because that was demeaning based on the ethnic group's interpretation. You know. Well, I, they have, I, they've been trying for years to get Washington Redskins changed. Again, years. Again, I. I if, if the people that it's offending that they're named after, if it, you know, if they're complaining about it, that's one thing. But just watching a bunch of other people complain about it that have nothing to do with those individual groups, it's ridiculous. On the other side of the break, we're going to be joined by Coach James Dickinson, who is in studio with us. We got a very big night of middle school football in Murray County, and we'll talk about that. You're listening to Three Dudes with a View. We'll be back right after this. This is Barry Duke, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can always count on us for a great selection of late model, low mileage, one owner vehicles. All have been thoroughly inspected and are ready to go. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Looking to sell your vehicle? Great news! We're paying top dollar for your trade. All makes, all models, and in any condition. Trade in and trade up today. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can count on us. 
Hi, this is Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. Here is what some of our customers are saying about us. Great people. The place to shop for fair prices and great craftsmanship. Beautiful vintage and custom jewelry. Thank you, Beth. That is our goal. Stop by and see for yourself. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia and Lewisburg. Owned and operated by Rick, custom designer and Terry, registered gemologist. Assuring you the best jewelry value and expert services. For 40 years, Beck Dental Care has been the personalized and comfortable option for the health of your smile. The caring staff maintains a high level of safety protocols and attention to detail. Advanced technology provides your choice of sedation and the best of dental implant solutions to restore complete oral health. Open until 6 p.m. two nights a week. Call us at 931-388-8452 or visit us online at beckdentalcare.com. All of us love sports, but not all sports are created equal. College sports have big budgets, dedicated alumni networks, and corporate sponsorships. Professional sports have even deeper pockets. Millionaire owners, lucrative TV and radio deals, and merchandise sales. High school sports have you. Everyone agrees high school sports give us plenty of reasons to cheer. And now's a great time for us to give back. Supporting your hometown high school won't cost you much, but it will go a long way to ensuring the games we love the most are here to stay. Tennessee High School Sports. They're good for our kids, good for our community, and best of all, they're good for you. This message presented by the Tennessee Secondary School Athletic Association and the Tennessee Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. It's grilling and chillin' season, and Hiller is giving away backyard freebies all September. This month, when you upgrade to a new tankless water heater, we'll give you a free Yeti Tundra cooler or get a free Traeger grill with any new whole home generator. And we're offering special zero-interest financing for up to 48 months on select new HVAC system replacements. Book online at happyhiller.com today. Happy you'll be, or the service is free. Call the Happy Face Truck today. Are we gonna do what they say can't be done? We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm eastbound up, watch on bandit run. And welcome back everybody to Three Dudes with a View, a Tuesday edition. I'm Clayton Harris filling in for Del Kennedy. And joined, as always, by dude number one, Mr. Jim York. How's it going, Mr. York? Good morning, Clayton. Good morning, everybody and listening audience. And joined uh, on the board by Coach Mike Lyle. How's it going, Coach? Good morning. And joined in studio now, uh, the one and only Coach James Dickinson, uh, also sales manager here at WKOM, WKRM Kennedy Broadcasting Company, but also another title, head coach at Whitthorn Middle School. 
Good morning, guys. Hey, Jim, how you doing today? What's going on, Mr. Dickerson, coach? Oh, lovely, beautiful weather outside. Love the music that Mike bumped in, eastbound the dime, rolled it up in trucking. What a classic. <laughs> it is, uh, Jerry Reed. So, so yeah. what you got over there with, on? Uh, you got a firepower, firehouse over there? Well, I wouldn't call it a firehouse. I'd call it a maybe sometimes a train wreck. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, got about 43, 44 kids I dress every week. And uh, tonight is the first round of the playoffs. Uh, it's a number one seed versus number four seed, number two seed versus number three seed. And so let me give you a rundown. Number one seed will be Columbia Academy. And Mount Pleasant will travel to Columbia Academy's campus tonight for a 6 o'clock kickoff. Number two seed is E.A. Cox, and Withorn's a number three seed. So we'll travel up the road to uh, um, E.A. Cox Middle School and play tonight at 6 o'clock. The two winners of this right here will will play Saturday night at 6 o'clock at Lindsey Nelson Stadium for the championship. First year ever that we had a uh, middle school championship in Murray County for football. So it's been a great year. We we, uh, real competitive teams. been a lot of fun a lot of crowds come out watching this thing and so we anticipate a big crowd tonight at both stadiums and uh, like i said the two winners will play saturday night at six o'clock for all the murray county marbles and, and for those get them fired up coach gotta get them fired up yes sir we we've uh, had a tremendously thursday practice was good friday practice was good and then last night was good all the way up to the last 30 minutes and it turned bad so uh we had some good practices. I just had to readjust last night a little bit with a lot of butt chewing the last 30 mm-hmm. minutes. But I think I think we're going to be ready. We, we're hurt this week. We have several key injuries this week from the last two games, broken collarbones, tore knees, uh, stuff like that. But uh, next man up mentality. Well, you know, if you're not familiar with uh, – th- this is a new middle school league that consists of all Murray County public school uh, teams that have – Middle school or middle school football teams, along with Columbia Academy, which gives you six conference teams. Which, I mean, you, you think about it, that's five games that are going to be inside the county. You cannot beat that. Number one, travel, the cost of travel, but also you're going to have big gates out of it too. So people are going to come and watch uh, these teams play each other. And then you guys got, you know, coach, you can talk about this. You guys got a couple of non-conference games that you play throughout the year. But at the end of the year, everything is based on your conference record. And that's how you get seated. Uh, you know, out of the six teams, the top four make it. So you guys, for example, uh, were in a three-way tie with, uh, Withorn, uh, Spring Hill, and Mount Pleasant. Withorn owned the tiebreaker over Mount Pleasant and Spring Hill by beating both of those teams head-to-head. And then uh, the fourth spot came down to the the winner of the head-to-head matchup between Mount Pleasant and Spring Hill, which ended up being Mount Pleasant, which is how you got uh, the three or four seeds. So it was a – I mean, you can tell us it was an ultra-competitive league this year. It was. There was a lot of – good players in this league too jim I mean, i'm talking about elite players and so the future looks bright for the varsity teams around the county here because i'm telling you each school had you know four or five what i call pure studs it was hard to beat and so all these guys most of them will be traveling up to high school this fall but uh yes it was real competitive jim you know usually win at home and lose on the road 
with on won every away game this year and lost every home game. Go figure that. Oh man, huh? Uh, tell, tell them they're gonna have to tighten up. They're just gonna have to get down to brass knuckles and tacks, you know. Oh yeah. Well, that trend bodes well for you tonight, then, right? Oh yeah, we in our tr- <laughs> we in our travel white. I told the kids when I passed the jerseys out yesterday, and I said everybody pay attention to this white jersey and these white pants. They're undefeated this year. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you say six o'clock at Cox. Six o'clock at EA Cox kickoff will be I'm tonight. Come yell for you, man. Come on I'm out. Come yell for you. Six I'd o'clock tonight, you, and then six o'clock also at Columbia Academy between the Bulldogs and the Tigers of Mount Pleasant. Right, and uh, Columbia Academy is undefeated. They are. They are undefeated. They uh, played seven ball games and give up sixty-five total points. Uh, they they they're a super good football team. Mount Pleasant got a uh, quarterback, Easterling kid. That's super special to watch. They jumped up on CA. 14 nothing. Yeah, and uh, CA made a comeback, but uh, I, I expect that to be a pretty good ball game. Tonight. It'll be a real good game. Yeah, I expect both of them to be. So, I'm uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it and uh, plan on taking in uh, y'all's game tonight over at Cox. What I loved about the season is you could get on that big yellow school bus in 20, 25 minutes, you're there. 20, 25 minutes, you're back. Yeah, after the mm-hmm. game, so you're not sitting on that bus with these kids for 45 minutes to hour coming back from a long distance, and so we 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 actually we actually all the memories. <laughs> yeah, we actually were able to to really cut down the travel time this year with the new league and the cost of the buses and stuff like that. Because fuel, yeah, yeah they, all that adds up, and so uh, at the end of the day, uh, you know who pays it. Yeah, so do they have uh, interleagues between different counties uh, yet, James, or are they just doing it? you just doing it in Murray County? Well, actually, you you had uh, six schools in middle in Murray County that had junior high football teams, mm-hmm. and Cullioca co-ops to the EA Cox, so they, they participate in it. And Hampshire goes to Mount Pleasant. Hampshire plays at Mount Pleasant. But, uh, yeah, the way it's scheduled drew up, you could have as many as three non-conference games up top, Mm-hmm. And then your your league play starts after that, so you know you could play as many nine ball games, you know, ten that, if you got that could really be something big. You it know? is, it's uh, large. If it's, the I mean, county plays uh, competitively, and then counties against counties, uh, that would generate even more revenue somewhere. Oh yeah, most definitely. It's it's been a it's been a banner year. It's, it's been a wonderful uh, transition, and everybody loves it. The community loves it. You got a lot of hype, and you didn't have that in the years past in middle school. It was like, hey, there's a middle school game night, and nobody knew about it. But everybody knows about these games. I mean, it, some of the big, big crowds. I went and watched CA in Battle Creek, and I bet there was forty five hundred people at that junior high game. It was mm. packed. Mm. It was. It was totally packed. And then uh, all of our games had large crowds compared to the lot. What the problem is, you kick off at six, and a lot of these junior high schools you played in other counties. For example, Dixon County. A lot of the parents got to make that trip, and you look up, and you maybe sell 10 tickets to the mm-hmm. visitors team. Now you sell equal amount of tickets to both sides. And it's just it's, and that's how the junior high gets funded through the gates and stuff like that. Money's important for the And it's excellent skill training for the next level up, too. You know, at the junior high level, you're going to make sure that kids are learning the basic skills. When they move to high school, they, they could be ready to play as freshmen. Oh, yeah, most definitely. We've seen a lot of that over the years at Central, especially. A lot I can name a lot of freshmen that went up and started immediately at Central. You know, Therese Goff, Dre Halls, you know, just continue naming names. Mm-hmm. Well, good luck to you, and I hope I hope you're successful tonight. Maybe you can bust a bubble there. Uh, we're going to need some luck. 
E.A. <laughs> Cox is super good. They got what I call four horsemen that's super good, but one of them's out tonight, and so they're down to three horsemen, and so I'm down to maybe one horse. <laughs> that's kind of a rivalry anyway. East it is. against the West, you know. It most definitely is, always has been. Uh, but uh, this is good for our community. That's what we look at. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, that's why you played the game. You never know what could happen. So that's right. We'll we'll see what happens tonight. Just just get them up there, James. Get them up. Get them ready to the, the fire off on. Well, I promise you, can, you, when you they unload the, when they unload the yellow bus tonight, they'll be ready. Let's hope we can get it done. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, anything special planned for pregame, Coach? Any uh, pregame meal or anything you're going to do? Well. I've noticed, uh, well, I've been doing this for over 30 years, but uh, I noticed that the routine needs to, needs to stay the same. I'm, I'm talking about from, from the prayer to the to what time we eat to the speaker. So it always got to stay the same. You got to get on the bus at the same time. If you, if you live a date, anywhere down the line, the kids gets a little bit uh, confused. So you just got to stay, stay the course tonight on that. Uh, we're just going to do our normal routine. At school this afternoon. Oh, yeah. Well, like I said, folks, if you're out there listening and you want to go to see uh, this middle school playoff uh, that starts tonight, you have two options. You can go to Columbia Academy and watch them play Mount Pleasant, or you can go to EA Cox and watch uh, the Tigers and the Cougars battle it out uh, to represent Murray County. Well, I will say this, though. If you go to EA Cox, most most definitely bring a chair. Bring a chair. I don't think they got anywhere to sit on out there. Yeah. <laughs> if you got weak legs, you need to sit down. Huh? That's right. Yeah. Yeah, he's correct. He's yeah. correct. Definitely bring a chair if you're attending that game. Mm-hmm. And yeah, cash. I think, I think I'm gonna come see what what kind of coaching you do, Jan. <laughs> come on. <laughs> yeah, you you get excited. <laughs> yeah. I used to coach uh, city, uh, city, not city league, but uh, community league, uh, little pop Warner type football started off uh, in my community at home in louisiana and we started a competitive league and and it kind of bloomed in like like uh, the middle school they start recruiting kids from those leagues to high school you know so that's we were right very successful thank you jim for doing that it's just awesome the community leads a lot of good people out here to do that and that's where football begins in the youth leagues so uh mm-hmm. If your varsity football team is good as your community youth football leagues are, so that's the way it always been, and that's the way it needs to go back to. The community youth leagues really need to get super good coaching in there, and I know it's hard for to leave you work and go out there and spend a couple hours every evening, but that's where I got my cut from. I started out in mm-hmm. the youth football leagues right, and uh, moved my way up. Mr. Well, it's a good way to keep kids out of trouble, too. It you is. Know? They got to go to practice and stuff. They got things to do. They don't have idle mind in the devil's workshop, you know? That's right. Mr. York, you are. Uh, you mentioned that you know they were recruiting in Louisiana for their high school programs. I can assure you that happens here too. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's yeah. it's happening as we speak now. Oh yeah. You know uh, how well will it work? Who knows? But uh, I, it, it it definitely is is happening here. Uh, but you know. That's how you build good winning teams. You you got your, your tentacles all across the community trying to get the best players for your particular team, and that's how you get a good win, winning streak, winning history going, you know? 
total domination in a varsity at a, a local high school domination it takes care of itself when you don't have the domination in the high school and you got several high schools in the county people start searching where their kid needs to go but you know mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a varsity is top-notched winning every year so it's, they direct him right to there yeah. yeah, or yeah. or if a team is losing every year, I mean, that could also be a factor in test. To you know, why why would I why would I want to send my kid to a school that wins maybe one or two games every couple of years? But they don't. Yeah, you, you would think they wouldn't. Yeah, you, you would think. Yeah, so. Yeah. Well, people want their child to be participant. You know, they want to be competitive, and if you if he's got good skills, they want to continue to see that a young person develop those skills so that they can move on up. You know, into the next level. Uh, no, I I don't disagree. Um, you know, everybody should. You know, everybody wants their kid to play, but you also want them to play on on a team that can be competitive sure they do you know, that's what that's a dream is you know jim you can ask these kids you could have them in the locker room before you go out or talking to them and you look around the room you have 40 something kids in the room raise your hand if you can play nfl all 40 raise their hands <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah there are many aspirations out sure there and and that's good the, the school supports that at least give them a shot at it you know that's right well, guys, we are wrapping it up here on a Tuesday edition. Ron Hart will join us tomorrow uh, for a Wednesday edition of Three Dudes with a View. And um, well, we appreciate Coach James Dickinson stopping by uh, or dropping in the studio to talk about the middle school playoffs tonight in Murray County. Appreciate Coach Mike joining us today as well on the board. And as always, Mr. York, we appreciate you being here Thanks, as buddy. well. And uh, we will wrap this show up, and we'll see everybody tomorrow for another edition of Three Dudes with a View. James, I'm going to come see you. Do I need to bring my voodoo doll? Most definitely. Bring your voodoo doll. <laughs> bring your rabbit's foot. You know, bring anything you can to, uh, so we can rub on me or something. Make some good luck tonight. Well, good luck to you. Thanks. Have a great day, everybody. Have a great day, everybody.